Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Coach Eric Musselman, coach, how you doing? I'm doing great, John. We got to hold up our end of the deal. That's right. That's right. You know, I, I know the neighbors never for uh, Welsh's on their bets, or I don't even know how I put it. But yeah, yeah, no, I'm. I appreciate you uh, not only inviting me to the Halloween party tonight, but also letting me uh, do the live show here from the Razorback Basketball Facility. This is awesome. Yeah, you helped uh, sell out Bud Walton, so uh, here you are doing your radio show and. Uh, we got a good meal tonight at, at my house, Halloween dinner with uh, Dave Rich, our strength coach. Is, he's going he's gonna to cook up a nice meal. I can't wait for it. I can't wait for it. Well, I, you know, I know uh, coming off of that Purdue win, which was a great crowd, I'm glad that uh, it was the atmosphere that everyone was hoping for. But uh, just including in that as, as the team getting the victory and an overtime and everything, I mean, I know that it's an exhibition game, but it's still great to win no matter what it is. Well, no question. Well, obviously, with the scoreboard, you're uh, you're you're trying to win, but you also want to try to figure out roles, rotations. Uh, the reason the game was so great for both programs is it was a close game, obviously an overtime game, uh, and that allows you to kind of run some sets maybe that that you wouldn't normally get to run if you were beating a maybe a Division two team by a lot of points, and and uh, so a lot of things to learn. Um, we'll, we watched film yesterday on a lot of stuff we want to clean up. We'll watch more film today before we practice on areas that we want to clean up. So, uh, but, but great for Purdue. They, they got to play in front of a, a 20,000 road crowd, and that's going to help them in the Big Ten season. And certainly we got to play against one of the top five premier programs and, and go against a, a, a unique inside interior player to try to game plan. And, and um, so a lot of real positives from the other day. So I'm curious, Coach, because obviously this was going towards a great cause and helping out with the tornado relief in central Arkansas, which I know everybody in the state appreciates that so much. Uh, but when it comes to these exhibition games, you had the Texas one last year. Is this something that you're going to continue to try to work towards if, you know, I hate the secret scrimmage stuff, but as far as exhibition games themselves, working towards and having more of these in the future years? Well, nobody hates a secret scrimmage more than I do, so <laughs> we're, not, we're not doing that. We did it at Nevada our first year. Uh, we've actually played Stanford, and then, uh, you know, first game we went and got beat pretty bad at St. Mary's, so I said we're never doing this again. Um, and we, we had an exhibition game at, at, uh, at Nevada where we played Washington, and that was, you know, for a Mountain West school to get a Pac-12 school to come play on the road was pretty special. And the last two years, great games. We had North Texas um, a few years ago in, in the same type situation. That was a good game. North Texas had a great season that year. So certainly we want to try to play against another big-time program next year, whether it be at home or on the road um, in a charity-type event. Can I ask you about Chandler Lawson? Because he was somebody that impressed me completely in that Purdue game. Because going up against a great player like Zach Eady is no easy task for anybody. And I feel like he did such a great job of holding his own and have a big wingspan. And I remember you saying in, his, in your press conference talking about him being one of the most coachable players that you've been around. Uh, it was, I was just so impressed by him. We talk about all these transfers coming in from all over the place. But Chandler Lawson's a guy that really looks like he could be a great player for you this year. We feel the same way, John. I mean, when you look at Chandler, you're talking about a guy that, that just got done guarding a 7-2 guy, whatever size yeah. Zach Eady is, and and, uh, and he held him about 10 points below. Obviously, you know, Kai Mitchell guarded him as well for 19 minutes. So 
Uh, but yeah, he's a got unbelievable wingspan, really super coachable. Like we're about to go down here and practice in the next 18, 19 minutes. And I know that one guy is going to hear every word we say, and then he's going to go out and execute it, and that's Chandler Lawson. Yeah, I've just his wingspan is what kills me. It's like I even said it's like not in an insulting way. I was like, but it looks like his head's so small because of how big of his wingspan it is. So uh, he, he's just going to be a really interesting player to watch. And, of course, uh, L. Ellis is a player we're excited about on our show because he's going to be joining us each and every week uh, to talk with him too. So hey, there's just a lot of excitement surrounding the program, and there already was, but when you have a win like that in an exhibition game, it, I think it gets revved up a whole new level. So uh, I wish I could go down to the Bahamas. I'm still trying to work on that, though, to go down for that one. That we were like just awesome. talking. It's, it's less than three weeks away. Yeah. It's insane when we think about we just came back from lunch and we were talking. It, yesterday was was three weeks to the day. Um, and we go, you know, play Stanford in game one. Game two will either be Michigan or Memphis, depending on how the outcome. And then game three. I mean, you're talking could be Villanova, could be UNC, could be Texas Tech. I mean, there's a lot of really good teams in, in Nassau, Bahamas. And, and um, we were actually earlier this morning working on our shooting shirts for over there. Um, and it's going to be really cool. It's, it's great for the families. It's great for our fans. Um, weather should be perfect. And, yeah. um, you know, a couple hours out of the day, some hoops and then, you know, for families and and travel party people, they're gonna they're gonna have some some fun in the sun as well. So I gotta ask you this question too. It's Halloween. So when, are you gonna reveal the Halloween costume tonight? Like, is it a big reveal, or you already got it decided, or you got some options? Like, what are you doing? What are you going with? I'm gonna. Well, so Danielle and I will have a matching kind of uh, theme going tonight. Right. Um, nothing outlandish, but you know, it'll match good. And and um, yeah, we'll. When it when when people knock on the door, that's when that's when we'll come out with it. But it's got a Space Jam theme. Okay. Oh, I can't <laughs> wait for that. Can't wait for that. And uh, last one before I let you get out of here, Coach. We we're talking about Halloween candy. I'm sure you've uh, thought about this too so many times. I've been asked about it. But when not when you go and you buy Halloween candy for the trick or treaters, do you buy what you like or do you buy what you think that the kids will like? Like, how, how do you go about that? You got to buy what you like in case there's leftovers. I mean, that's just how it. So that's how it works. There's gonna be a lot of Sour Patch Kids. <laughs> 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 yeah. Well, I'm glad you said Sour Patch Kids because that's honestly my go-to uh, for that and Skittles and Starburst. Been a fruit candy guy. So yeah, I, I don't. I don't like. I don't like Starburst. I'm not. Not really feeling that. I like Sour Patch Kids. Um, I like Reese's if you freeze them. Okay. Yeah, you got to put okay. them, put those in the freezer. Pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Highly recommend that. Um, not really a huge candy guy other than the sour gummies, and those, those are my go-to. Okay. Well, that's uh, good to know. So I guess I'll know what we'll be having tonight <laughs> and as far as the candy goes uh, for the Halloween party. But, uh, Coach, again, once I uh, appreciate you letting us uh, do this and appreciate the Halloween party invite, and it was great to be a part of uh, the Arkansas-Purdue game where it was sold out. Complete crowd there to uh, benefit the victims and everything with the damages from the tornadoes in Arkansas. So we really appreciate everything you've done for us. No, thank you, John. Look forward to seeing you at 630 at the Musselman's Crib and a uh, little, little Halloween get-together. Coach, Keith Smart, what's up, Coach? Yeah, great, man. Great being on the show and uh, looking forward to uh, every possible question you can ask me. Oh, I'm going to give you the hard-hitting ones. Let me tell you that. Let me tell you that. Mm -hmm. Well, first off, uh, appreciate you joining us and also – uh, just coming off of that Purdue win in an exhibition game, which 
I know I don't care what anybody says. Arkansas won, and I'm and I'm going to make sure that everybody knows about. It, and I'm going to crow about it. But how does it feel just that early in the season, bunch of new players going up against a great team like Purdue and, and getting a victory in overtime? Well, you're absolutely right. It, it didn't feel like a, a exhibition game to us, and I, I'm sure it didn't feel that way to the players. And I think as they got themselves ready for that basketball game, uh, the fans obviously uh, was looking forward to that game. And then I think the players were because they were a little bit tired of playing against each other here and there. And uh, But I think it was a good game. I think it was a great showing by our fan and the fan support. Uh, all the things that we have been working on, you know, what you want to see, can you, um, how you would you implement that against a really good team. And uh, this is a team that had, Purdue had been a team that was had been together. They've been together for a while. They played well. They've been a top team for a while. So they understood what they were trying to get accomplished, and uh, we did the same. So, Coach, looking at what you guys did against Zach Eady, which is a great player, and, and what he's been able to do, and knowing that you know he's seven foot seven or whatever it was, it seemed like he was so much bigger than that. But mm-hmm. going in there with that game plan and trying to figure some things out there, just uh, how, your approach to it, and also the job that guys like Chandler Lawson, guys that Makai Mitchell did against him, where they can't get taller, so they just got to play a different way, and it seems like you guys did a really good job defensively against him. Right. Well, Coach Musley alluded to the fact of uh, him going back into some of the old scouting reports that he had. A Along with um, with playing against Shaquille O'Neal, a big body, big guy that can play, and uh, then my obviously the experience of being up there in the NBA coaching and also doing the same thing and looking at more than anything with him playing in the crowd, and then Chandler Lawson, he's a guy that's been developing and getting better defensively with concepts uh, from day one. You saw you can tell him once or twice, and after that he got it. And a lot of people probably thought, and we probably thought ourselves. He was going to have a lot of trouble against uh, a guy that of that size, but he used his body, he used the length of his arms, and I think it put him in a great position to uh, to help us defensively. But also, it was not just him guarding him one on one because he's impossible to guard one on one. Oh yeah, I uh, re- uh, listened to a podcast and uh, Coach Painter talked about that they use double teams and traps against him, you know, oh. in practice because they just have no one that can guard him. He's too big. And I think uh, they helps guys were in great position from the weak side, uh, ball side, top side. So I think it kind of maybe gave him a little bit of confusion because he didn't quite know because teams have trapped him from the baseline. They've trapped him from all the ball. They trapped him from uh, the, the nail area. Um, and I think from us and the staff looking at various teams that may have played them before last year, uh, we kind of came up with a plan. Then Musk kind of had a plan of how you want to see things done. So, Coach, now looking at it from here at this point in time, moving forward, just what's going to be, I mean, you focus on everything, but what's going to be one of the main focuses of how you're going to try to not only get this team better, but what you learn from Purdue and try to instill it into practices? Well, you focus on uh can you continue to be good and focus on your goal? What are you trying to accomplish? And I think we're going to continue to do things with our defense. We're going to continue to get better with each of our guys from an offensive standpoint. And I think from here until we get into that next game, until we get a chance to play, it's 100% focus on what we do well and what we want to get better at doing. Yeah, well, you got a long season in front of you, too, and knowing that uh, we were just talking with Coach Moss about, mm-hmm. was it three and a half weeks, yes. something like that, until you guys go down to Atlantis, and it's, and then after that, you got a team called Duke coming to town. So, I mean, it, it, team. I'm telling you, yeah, it's like it just doesn't get any, not saying it gets any easier, because, hey, listen, it's always going to be difficult here in college basketball, but you guys have really put together a really tough schedule that's going to, I'm sure, get you ready for not only the conference schedule, but for postseason play. Uh, without a question, uh, SEC play is, is great, and obviously you're trying to play longer than that. That as well once you finish that season getting to that second season uh you, you you hope you're playing against the right people so that your people can understand 
uh, this young group, this young group of guys that have come together since the summertime, you know, coming from different schools and having to adjust their roles of how they may have played. But you chose to come here. You made a decision to come to Arkansas. And so now you have to focus on how do we get better every single day. You know exactly what you're up against every single day when you come into practice. And I think the guys have bought into that. They saw the work that we've done already and why we do certain things and why must have implemented certain things for us to do. Having a game like Purdue, and it all came together, and they had a chance to have a good, good win, and then they get ready to go out and play again. All right, Coach, before I let you get out of here, I'm going to ask you the most important question. It's Halloween, so you got a costume. You, you, you get into the Halloween spirit at all? <laughs> well, I, I, we, we had a meeting this morning uh, with the, the uh, all departments, and uh, Hunter Yurichek had a, a blonde uh, kind of wig on today, and I told him I, I had a Halloween party that looked a Halloween costume that kind of had me with a blonde wig on also. <laughs> so, uh, so I'm prepared for it. Uh, we'll see what happens as we move forward, but uh, it's a great moment. Great time, uh, great bonding for our team, but also is good for the entire university. Well, that's awesome. Well, Coach, we really appreciate you joining us. Have fun at practice today, and uh, look forward to covering you all basketball season long. It's going to be a great year. All right, thank you very much. Former Razorback and also Razorback Coach Ronnie Brewer, what's going on? Not much. How are you? Man, I'm doing good. Well, it's good to see you, man. Good to be here and everything. And I'm sure for you it's always exciting to, to talk basketball, but especially in this time of frame where – uh, exhibition has come to an end. Big win against Purdue, but now the real season starts. Absolutely. Um, you know, our fans showed up. <clears throat> they packed Bud. We had a great game against Purdue, but at the same time, we start our regular season Monday. Oh, no. So that's when the, the real game start, and we're really looking forward to it. we got a great team. We've been working hard all summer, and uh, we're ready to play against a real opponent. So just looking back on that Purdue game and just everything, I've talked to Coach Moss about this, talked to Coach Smart about this, and I want you to answer it as well. It's just, uh, you know, it's an exhibition game, but you can still take a lot from it. And to be able to have a team with a bunch of new players like you do, uh, a guy like Trevin Brazil coming off a major injury, and then going up against one of the best teams that returns all their starters and was a number one seed last year and take care of business against them, do you feel like you're the team's maybe further along than what they would normally be, or is this just showing how, how great of a team that you have as far as uh, roster and talent and everything go along with it? Well, again, we don't want to take anything away from Purdue because they're a great team. They're well coached with Coach Painter. Um, Zach Eady is, you know, National Player of the Year, a phenomenal team returning everybody. So, uh, but they're we're not anywhere that we're going to be in March. They're not anywhere they're like they're going to be in March. So it was a learning experience for both teams. Um, you know, it was able to get some film, um, be able to look at the things that we did well, as well as go over the things that we didn't do as well. And the things that are staples for this team in this program under Coach Muss, we're a high free throw attempt team. We didn't have any free throws in the whole first half, um, and we didn't really get – to the free throw line until late in the second half. So for us to be successful, we're going to be a team that's attacking the rim <clears throat> and getting to the basket and getting fouled and going to the free throw line and converting free throws. And one of the things that, you know, in the offseason we wanted to include and improve on from the following year and previous years is we wanted to improve on our three-point shooting. So that's what we did. And, you know, we're still trying to find our niche. We're still trying to mesh together, um, learning guys' strengths and weaknesses, um, but, you know, we like where we are, and we're, we're looking forward to building off that win versus Purdue, and we're looking forward to playing Alcorn State. So, obviously, you, you played here for a few years, and you've been involved with uh, Arkansas and the athletic program for pretty much your whole life. And uh, just looking at where it's at now in college basketball in general, 
Like, how much has it changed since you were a player, not only in Arsenal, but just in, in college basketball in general? Well, I mean, one thing that's never, ever going to change is the Razorback faithful. You know, uh, win, lose, or draw, you're, I mean, obviously, you know, Razorback fans want to win as many games as possible. You know, that's across the board in every sport. Um, and you'll be disgruntled when you don't. But when when you have a good product and you put a good product on the on the field or on the court or on the track or the baseball field, <clears throat> you know, you're going to have support from, you know, Razorback Nation. And, and so that's one thing that you saw, and that's going to be uh, a common denominator that, you know, we're going to put on a team that's going to play extremely hard and that's going to compete every uh, possession. And I think our fan base recognizes that, and that's why they came out with a lot of people. Um, but, you know, the state of college basketball, I think it's great. You know, different teams are, you know, moving conferences to um, to build their brand and, and, and to build conferences' brands and to, to build, <clears throat> you know, TV revenue, and which is going to grow uh, these universities and these athletic programs the heights that we probably have never seen. But um, at the same time, you know, as a staff, we know we have to step our game up. You know, we have to recruit harder. We have to develop harder. We got to um, try to win more and find ways um, to be better as a whole. And we try to do that each and every day. If, if that's, you know, putting our guys in position where they know the opponent better than they know themselves um, and giving them a game plan that they feel comfortable that they can go out there and execute um, and give them an opportunity to try to win the game. And so, uh, that's what we're focused on. I, I think that across the board, when you see the successful teams in college basketball or, or any of the college sports, that's really what's going on. You see the elite coaches starting to be elite. You see the, the elite recruiters starting to separate themselves from the, 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 the pack. And, um, you know, I, I, I think with Coach Musk, you know, we're here to stay and we're only looking to build off of that. It is also crazy to think how the SEC in general has grown. I mean, I'm looking around at the coaches that are in this league, and I know you guys do. It just it breeds the competition. I'm like, oh, Miss had a Chris Beard. Like, are you kidding me? Like, it's incredible to see how about this available. So, how much has the SEC and its building of being a better basketball conference also helped you out? Well, um, you know, in years past, you can say, oh man, uh, let's look at that schedule. Oh, oh, uh, that's a win. That's a win. That's a win. They're not that good this year. You, you don't see that because across the board, you have high caliber head coaches and you know the teams that have new coaches they were high caliber co coaches at their previous school and that's why they're at bigger schools um trying to bring them back to uh national uh, prestige and so um i love it i love the competition and <clears throat> as a conference you know when you have seven or eight or nine teams that, that get a ncaa bid and you have teams that are reaching the second weekend um, in the NCAA tournament, that, that shows um, how good your conference top to bottom is. And I think it's only get get better and improve. Uh, I think that, you know, adding teams next year uh, is going to make it competitive across the board in all sports. And so um, we're looking forward to the competition. We're looking forward to the recruiting battles. And, you know, hopefully the best school wins um, during those matchups. So I'm going to ask you this, too, like just as far as where you came from, like did you ever think that you'd be in this position, coaching back at Arkansas? Is this something you always wanted to do, or how did this play out? Man, that's, that's a kind of crazy question. Um, you know, after I retired from basketball, you know, I, you know, Fayetteville's home to me. And so I knew I was going to be back in Fayetteville. I did not necessarily know what I wanted to do. I um, 
got into a lot of different things, you know, as far as what I wanted to do career wise. And then ultimately, uh, as well as, you know, uh, coaching AU, I got, I got into coaching at Fayetteville high school, uh, with coach Brad Stamps and Nick Bradford. And those two guys have been like my mentors since I was a little kid, you know, Brad Stamps being my coach when I was at Woodland and then Kyle Adams being my ninth grade coach and then going up to the high school with, you know, uh, Barry Gephardt and then having coach Stamps still on, on staff. But Nick Bradford was the guy I looked up to through my career is like, man, I'm going to, you know, be like that guy, um, and, and reach the heights that he's been. Too. And to be able to go back and be able to coach there was a, a blessing in disguise. And then to get the call from Coach Muss about joining his staff was kind of a dream come true to always be able to come back to Arkansas. And, you know, I'm a diehard Razorback fan. So I, I was going to be at the games, you know, sitting with my, one of my best friends, Brandon Pickett, courtside, regardless if I got this job or not. And so, you know, being able to be on staff, be able to mentor these young guys, not only on the floor, but off the floor, uh, getting these guys involved in community service, you know, going back into different elementary schools and, you know, volunteering in, in food food pantries or homeless shelters or different organizations around Northwest Arkansas. That's what kind of drove me to be in this position and, and try to excel in this position because I knew how important it was when I was a young man or a young kid looking up to Razorbacks and what they meant to me as, as role models. And so being able to do this is like a dream come true. Um, and, you know, just looking out this window right now, you know, I didn't have a lot of success in the NCAA tournament. One of my big things was to get Arkansas back to prominence and get into the NCAA tournament. We got upset first round versus Bucknell. You know, be able to be on this staff and go to three straight Sweet Sixteens and two Elite Eights. Um, you know, it, it made me hungrier because I, I you know, I want to get our guys to get to the Final Four, get a national championship. So we're working very, very hard to try to reach those goals. And you know, it's really a, a blessing to to be on this staff and to be in the position I am right now. Um, I'm glad you brought that up because uh, you mentioned when you played here, got to the NCAA tournament, and you know, eight wins now for Arkansas in their in their NCAA tournament games over the past three seasons. Just it's I don't think people understand how difficult it is to win those amount of games here in college basketball and in the NCAA tournament. I mean, if you if you look at it, I mean, Purdue is is a phenomenal team. They're yeah. so well coached. They were the number one team almost all year. They had the national player of the year. Like they won their their conference tournament. And they got knocked out in the first round. Like people thought, had them going to win, win the national championship or go to the final four lead eight. And that show that right there shows you how hard it, it is to win an NCAA tournament. But, you know, Coach Musk does a phenomenal job, you know, preparing our team. Coach Smart, you know, those guys got NBA experience. They've been they've had to prep for superstar players. Not saying there's not superstar players in college basketball, but it's a little different prepping for a Shaquille O'Neal or a Kevin Durant or LeBron James or Kobe. You know, there, you can go down the line of great guys that they yeah. had to prep for to try to slow them down. And so that's where you see that you know, some of the unique schemes that we have and, you know, preparing our guys to know the tendencies of the, the team that we're going to face. I think it really helps us when it comes to tournament time, especially when you have those short prep times to get ready for teams. All right, uh, Coach, I know you you got to run, and we're about to run, too. But real quick, uh, Halloween, got a costume? You going to go all out? No, I, <laughs> I, I'm not going to dress up for for Halloween, man. It's it's kind of funny because when I was younger, um, I, I would dress up. Me and my daughter would go trick-or-treating. I would pass out tons of candy uh, to different uh, people that came by my house for Halloween. But, you know, since work for our staff, a lot of our players are away from their families. And so right. Coach Must allows them to come over his house, feeds them 
entertains them, allow them to you know feel part of uh, some camaraderie and some chemistry and be part of the family, and that's what we are here. Well, Ronnie, we really appreciate you joining us, man. I know it's a crazy time of year for you, but I'm not only happy that a University of Arkansas alums here, but also a uh, Fayetteville High School, Woodland Junior High, and a Butterfield Trail Elementary Absolutely. School. Absolutely. Yeah, you got to stand <laughs> up. So, Ronnie, I love it. Ronnie, really appreciate it, man. Have a great one, yeah, all right? I appreciate you.